Chris, and you are back at another episode of High on Horror. There, I did it. It's so weird for us because we can't hear the effect anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I can't hear it anymore either. It is weird. Well, welcome back, listeners. Uh, I'm joined by my two very good friends and co-hosts. We got Miles from the Dish Dump Podcast. JK, he's from the High on Horror Podcast. Hello, everybody. How's it going? And then we got Joshi J. Honcho from Four Nerds by Nerds. What's up, dog? <laughs> What up, buddy? I am also from the show. (laughs) (laughs) Guest starring Josh. (laughs) (laughs) We back, baby. We back. Okay. This week, we are doing a film that I nominated because I love me some Jessica Biel, partially, is Mm. one of the big reasons. Uh, It is 2003's Texas Chainsaw Massacre. (laughs) By director of Transformers, Michael Bay. <laughs> Hell yeah. He's got his sticky little fingers all over everything. There's a ton of explosions in this film. <laughs> <laughs> I have no problem with Michael Bay. I don't know why everyone shits on him. What he's done for horror is incredible. Like this whole, like between 2003 and like 2010. Michael Bay produced all this horror and all of it was fucking dope. Like there's, I have zero complaints about anything he's done except transformers. Nightmare on Elm street. I liked it. It wasn't the worst. It's not good. I'm in the minority. I enjoy that. And the Friday the 13th, 2009 remake. I like the Friday the 13th one. I didn't like nightmare on Elm street. I also like the hitcher and the Amityville horror with Ryan Reynolds. And gosh, dang, you get to see that absolute meat wagon with his shirt off. (laughs) I did an episode about that, that movie. And he legit has his shirt off for two thirds of that movie. Most of the time. He's good. No shirt. If you're going to put in that type of work, I mean, why not show it off? Right. You're (sighs) not wrong there. I, uh, I actually, I'm a hetero straight male here, but Ryan Reynolds, holy shit, dude. Save some for the rest like we, of us. We should be talking about Jessica Biel this week. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I don't understand how we landed here. Jessica Biel, in this movie, I was telling you guys, if I could have been her jeans just for one day of shooting, that would have been incredible. I, like, she is so goddamn insanely, absurdly, obscenely attractive in this movie. It makes me want to throw up. Am I the only uh, one? Women's rights. Women's rights. Dude, she is She is absolutely gorgeous in this film. She's a very pretty lady. I've had a crush on her since Seventh Heaven, so. This is, God, this is where she's I'm so at hot. Now. She's so uh, fucking hot. Anyway. <laughs> Who is she? <laughs> I'm gonna put some music in here to make it sound less creepy. <laughs> uh, it's gonna be careless whisper. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> I mean, you're gonna hear me say she's so hot regularly because that's the best part of this movie by a landslide. You don't like this movie? I love this movie, but I also <laughs> love Jessica Biel's body. Oh my god. Anyway. I have realized one thing because I didn't rewatch this to do this because I've seen it a whole bunch, but like, I also didn't really want to rewatch it. I'm like, I, I've kind of been tortured by this film enough, like, because it's pretty fucking like, it's a down movie. <laughs> like, it, it does not make you feel good watching it. Like, it is, 
these people don't get a single second of hope. Pretty much, once things go bad, they just keep getting worse. Dude, the whole every character too. Not even just the people getting killed, but all of the fucked up hillbilly people. Yeah, everybody that isn't scared for their life is fucking weird as hell. And <laughs> all unsettling the entire time. Okay, all right, let's get uh, wait, into this. Wait, wait, wait. Before we get into it, I'm sorry. But uh, we'll talk about how <laughs> I fucking freaked myself out in preparation of watching this movie because I remembered I have this crazy box set of this movie and uh, it's like as long as a chainsaw when you unfold it, so that's freaky. And then there's... Yeah, a, you sent us pictures. That thing is dope. Yeah, we gotta post those out, like, for sure. Hell yeah. I, especially the crime scene photos. Yeah, it comes with an envelope that was legitimately taped shut, and when I went to open it, it really fucked up the envelope, and it was really stupid that they taped it shut. But anyway, there's actual crime scene evidence photos in this envelope from the Texas Chainsaw Ed Gain situation, and uh, it's real fucking disturbing. So I looked at those, and I was like, I don't want to watch this movie. Like, is ugh. that is that who who perpetrated the like inspiration for it, Ed Ed Gein? Yeah, on the uh, the special features, there's a documentary about Ed Gein in it. Ed Gein, Ed Gein. He inspires a lot too. I feel like Hannibal's also loosely based on him, and like John Wayne Gacy or some one of them worked with the government to help find another serial killer. Ooh. I think it was John. Or uh, I know what you're talking about. Jeffrey Dahmer. That's the one. He helps people for yeah. sure. Anyway, so now let's get into this movie. I was He's scared. a pretty swell guy. He <laughs> helped people for sure. Oh, is that all he did? Yeah, that's, he was a giver. Yeah, he was 100% a giver. I say Dahmer for president, 2024. <laughs> oh, my God. You guys didn't like that one, huh? All right. You heard it here first. <laughs> P- please insert presidential theme. High on horror gets political. This is our stance, people. If you don't like it, shove off. <laughs> okay. With that being said, let's get into the film. Lay field. Can I start by introducing our, our main characters? Please. We have uh, we have Jessica Bill as we discussed. Mm, mm, delicious. So hot. Uh, <laughs> we have her like WB style boyfriend. <laughs> what is his name? Kemper. Kemper. <laughs> Kemper. <laughs> Such a weird name to hear. You hear it yelled about twenty eight thousand times in this fucking movie. <laughs> oh, I can't remember. There's so that dude. I know him from a movie. <sighs> It's going to sound real weird if I can't think of the name of it, but I can't think of the name of it. And uh, it's yeah, a movie. But he was definitely on one of those, like, WB Fox. He's he on a like, sci-fi drama. Oh, he's on. Okay. Yeah, but before that, as a teenager, he was on. He was on. Dawson's one of, maybe it might have been Seventh Heaven as well. <laughs> <laughs> that actor. And then. Sorry, that actor right. is in uh, a movie where he has unsimulated sex with this super fucking hot redhead the whole movie. And that's the reason I recognized him. I was like, oh, he's the dude with the dong. And, uh, what that's is what unsimulated? They means just actually have sex they, on camera? They actually <laughs> have sex on camera, and she gives him blowjobs and shit, but it's a regular movie. It's, uh, it's a crazy film. I don't remember what it's called. By the end of this, I will hopefully remember. Wow. I'm going to need the name and of that, that for research. <laughs> <laughs> We have couple number two in the back, generic white guy and generic white lady. 
And then our fifth member, Miles Trout. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I called him the bummer friend the whole time, knowing full well I'm the bummer friend. He looks just like you. (laughs) Oh, my God. I did not even think that until you just said that. Wait, he looks like me? That dude's eyes are so close together. They're so (laughs) close together. Look at yourself. I'm gonna. What's his name? I'm gonna hold a picture up to the screen, and then Chris, Morgan. I want you to take a picture of the f- screen and send it to Miles, so they'll be side by side. Morgan <laughs> is his name, I believe. Um, he's also in an episode of Masters of Horror in season one. I just wanted to put that one out there. Oh he, my god! Everything comes back <laughs> to Masters of Horror. Masters of Horror I, is the Kevin Bacon of the horror genre. Everywhere you look, there it is. <laughs> That's actually really funny. He, which one was he in? He was in one with Robert England, where Robert England had a uh, he had a zombie fight club where the zombies would fight. We got boned. We got the bad. Yeah, sense. I was gonna say, where was that episode? Like, that's some Washingtonian level shit. Now, Miles, move that out of your face and try to make this face. Put your face at an angle. <laughs> <laughs> got it <laughs> oh my god put it up on the screen <laughs> i'm definitely the bummer friend so like in more ways than one i am just like this man you are not the bummer friend you're the fucking bomb ass friend well thank you but you've never seen me around a random couple making out because i'm the guy who's just like because you know age is really bad and it happens when you have premarital sex Oh my god. It's because you're not supposed to be there. That's why that's weird. No matter what you said, it's weird. Why are you standing so close to people making out? I that's mean, what's happening they, in the bus thing, the, the VW. They needed to go to the back of the bus is what they needed to do. Like oh They needed to get to the back of that damn bus because they were very close to Homeboy and they had an extra row of seats. They were just being an asshole. <laughs> Like, and like it, they were like, I can't believe we met yesterday. Blum, 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 just eating each other's faces. I guess we should start at the very beginning, though. <laughs> so the very beginning of this is the documentary footage. And we get that like early 2000s horror like narration, which is this. It sounds like the same narrator from The Strangers. It is the same narrator from The Strangers. I know that guy too. That guy, he was on a show called Night Court. Yeah, and he makes does, sense. he's the same guy that does the narration Night Court. in the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, really? They got him back to do it for this one. And I think he does the beginning as well. I was just going to say documentary film footage um, sets the tone pretty well for this film. It first shows us uh, 1973. And. You got some police officers kind of rolling through this house. There's very clearly been a crime scene there. There's some pan shots of like fingernails stuck in the wall and things like that. Oh, <sighs> that's ooh, that's like the worst part of the movie for me. Mm-hmm, me too. Because they show you how those marks get there later. And it is, oh, you can just feel it in your hands. I, I will say this. I don't think there's any kill in this that is as visceral as the original when with the... Uh, the clubbing hits him with a hammer yeah i feel like that is still pretty effective in this movie too that dude's fucking shaking his legs are like shaking all over like mm-hmm. imagine that's such a horrible way to die every every death in this movie is a, a horrible way to die <laughs> yes yeah. well i so after the documentary film footage like towards the end of it, it's like really grainy 
And then you just see Leatherface like emerge out of the basement and attack one of the cops, and you just assume that he murdered like multiple cops there. I always thought that was real footage of him, like because like MySpace was a thing. I think oh no, MySpace even came later. Whatever social media or like common thing everyone was talking about how Friendster. that was real footage. Friendster, yeah, we were on Friendster <laughs> and uh, Zanga, and on Zanga we were all talking about it. no. Anyway, Zanga, I've never heard of that. You never did Zanga? That was like the predecessor to MySpace. Anyway, back on on Club Penguin, we were talking about that. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, the point is that I always thought it was real. And now that I know this is about Ed Gein, I know it's not real, but it took me until 2021 to know that. (laughs) When did you guys watch this? Like what age relatively were you? I saw those in theaters. So oh shit! I was, Whoa! I was sixteen. Whoa! Yeah. Uh, I was so it came out in two thousand three, so I would have been twelve. So probably when I was thirteen or fourteen, I saw it. I saw the shit when I was twelve years old. That's tough, I should man. probably not have watched this. At 12 years <laughs> no. Yeah, I mean, I watch it. I even watching it now. Like I said, it's upsetting. <laughs> like, I don't like stuff that se- like it seems really real. You know what I mean? It's hyper real, and it's like <laughs> a, a a scene where someone gets hit in the head with a hammer. You can't help but be like, "Jesus, my brain just felt what that would be like. <laughs> that felt awful." <laughs> yeah, oh, that gives yeah. me uh, that gives me a little bit. And of trauma. everything and everyone is just gross. <laughs> like, yeah. Dude, sorry, Miles, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, it's okay. Just like I've seen a snuff film where somebody got beat to death with a hammer. Not my choice. Putting that out there. Not my choice. It was put on in front of me. And uh, that shit haunts me, especially when you watch movies like The Texas Chainsaw Massacre where people get hit in the heads with hammers. And uh, it's pretty rough. Pretty rough. I saw a video of a chick blow a horse and I almost threw up. Oh, oh, I did not expect you to say that. <laughs> okay, we got to bring up what we were talking about before this episode started. Oh Miles told us that he was listening to a podcast where they watch messed up videos on YouTube. And the oh, video God. that they watched recently was this dude who loaded his vape, his like big like cloud blowing vape up with his own semen and smoked it. <laughs> when Josh joined the room. Me and Miles were chilling in here earlier, just hanging out, talking. Josh joins the room, and the first thing I said, like, right when Josh joined was, I don't want to see someone smoking their own semen. (laughs) I didn't think the audience needed to know that, but that is the reality of what happened before this episode. They want to know that shit. That's fucking hilarious. (laughs) if, If they could hear it slash see it, they probably wouldn't like it as much. I'm gonna probably end up watching this video when we finish recording. So, RIP to you... my to my soul. Why does your brain work <laughs> like throw that? Throw this shit on YouTube. This is what happens when you watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre by Michael Bay when you're 12. That's true. You might need to go on heavyr.com to find that one. Anyway, <laughs> it'll fuck you up for life. <laughs> <laughs> so Texas Chainsaw Massacre. We're almost through the opening scene. Yes. So, like, right off the bat, uh, when they're driving down the road through Texas, the you know, you like you said, the the two lovebirds in the back are making out. It, you can tell it's 
the horny meter is 100% for those two. Then we've got Miles <laughs> chilling midway through, and then the other couple up front. Smoking a fat joint. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we got Miles and Aaron, who is our sweet, beautiful Jessica Beale. Can we call him and... Morgan? That's his character's name. Can we not call him me? <laughs> <laughs> yes, we will My call him Morgan. Miles and Money Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> So as they're driving, uh, it kind of gets revealed they're going to a Leonard Skinner concert. So 70s. And um, they had just come from Mexico. And we get like a little, you know, B plot that they have smuggled some marijuana, some devil's lettuce. Marijuana. Over the border. And they're planning to take it to the Skinner concert, which I feel like is a pretty good place to bring smuggled marijuana. They also said they had two pounds of it. And hit it in a pinata. <laughs> the seventies were a weird time. I love that the movie starts with an immediate continuity error because it is set in 1973, and they're listening to "Sweet Home Alabama," which came out in 1974. Those sons oh, of bitches! Shit. They totally took me out of the reality of it with that. <laughs> also, they're driving through Texas, so why are you listen to "Sweet Home Alabama"? Yeah. That's the yeah, only Texas state songs you can be listening to. You can only listen to "Sweet Home Alabama" in Alabama, even though it's about being not in Alabama. I've never <laughs> actually heard "Sweet Home Alabama." How about you guys? Because I haven't been inside Alabama, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, they're talking about Freebird, so it's like, why not just have Freebird playing? That costs too much money. That's their that's their top tier song. It definitely costs too much money, and it's also a six minute song, and there is no point. That's I mean, maybe the crescendo of it, but it does no justice. But it's the same band. You can just have it played in the background. They could play "Ooh That Smell" if they wanted to. <laughs> we just start rattling off their number one. <laughs> they pl- if they're gonna play "Ooh That Smell," it needs to be after the chick pulls the pistol out of herself and shoots herself in the head. Jesus. <laughs> I'm going straight to hell for that joke. <laughs> R.I.P. If you're an employer... And you both yelled at me the other day when I said, good thing she just had a baby. There was plenty of room for this huge-ass revolver. <laughs> if you're, if you're an, a future potential employer for me, I am. Uh, that was not me. I didn't say that. For the record, I think Ooh, That Smell might actually be the who. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. Okay, good. You got it right. Good. I'm glad I got it right. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay, so back to Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So, uh, right off the bat, we get some sex, drugs, and rock and roll. And uh, as they're driving, you know, they're talking, and Aaron references to Kemper <laughs> that she wants, <laughs> she wants to uh, get that ring from him. So Kemper and Aaron are chatting, and. Uh, he's like, no, I definitely didn't smuggle drugs over the border. And she's like, I wish that I could get that ring from you. Like, I'm looking for a ring. And uh, that comes into play a little bit later. So at this point... He's like, I'm going to push this weight, bitch, and then I'll have money. (laughs) (laughs) It's hard out there in these streets. (laughs) That's essentially what he says, though. Yeah. And uh, so he gives her a peace offering. He he passes her the, the joint. And she fucking throws it out the window. What a it's bitch. Like, it's like, damn, Jessica Biel. Like, that's the only thing she does the entire movie where I'm like, God damn it. I, I did. 
Nobody he liked that. Should have been that. like, "You're fucking lucky. You're beautiful." <laughs> <laughs> She's so hot. Be walking. <laughs> so at this point, they're driving, and uh, out of nowhere, there's a hitchhiker that they almost hit. So they kind of pull over. Kind of. Yeah, yeah. They like in Tokyo drift it, and um, so homegirl is. She's like pretty roughed up. You can tell she's in shock. And so it's she, not all over her face. It was disgusting. Yeah. Ugh. And uh, I liked like comparing it to the original. I really liked how they had like I liked this hitchhiker a lot better than the fucked up crazy guy with the knife who burns the photograph in the OG. I don't even remember. It's been a while since I saw the OG. Well, it looks like we might have to do that at some point. Completely yeah, agree. Well, the, the guy in the original also doesn't pull a forty-five out of his vagina and blow his own brains out. Dude, <laughs> that's true. Yes. So, so they're driving, uh, and as they're heading into town, she, the girl in the back, recognizes, and everybody's just kind of like staring at her, and she literally pulls a pistol out of her woman's pouch. <laughs> and <laughs> Jesus Christ. And shoots herself <laughs> through the mouth. And we get a really, really crazy, awesome shot where it's like a pan from the front of the van all the way back where it shows like every person in the car's face. And then it goes through the hole in the back of her head and then out the window. Now, I thought that shot was sick. That is pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> well, she like, yeah, she freaks because she sees a sign knowing they're like going back into town, which it's like. If you finally escape these people, why does everyone escape these people and then think they're home free and they're right down the fucking street? <laughs> like, uh, to be fair, <laughs> I don't think entire towns are evil in most circumstances. But she seems like she's been like walking for days, <laughs> and she's about a quarter of a mile away from the evil place and heading towards it. If they hadn't picked her up, she would have slowly walked into it. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that part of the movie really fucked with me the most. Like vagina horror, I do not enjoy. I don't. I I just can't imagine shit like that fucking up my genitals. Because when she pulls the gun out, it's bloody and disgusting. And like, I just shit like that really bothers me. Like, just anything that has to do with genitals, I'm like, oh no, thank you. Genitals and fingernails. I have a question I'd like I'd like to pose based on that. Oh Jesus, why? Wasn't she just carrying the gun? <laughs> she was escaping maniacs. She just stopped and was like, I'll hide this up here. And then if anyone comes at me, hiya! <laughs> just... <laughs> she just did a motion of like turning on a lawnmower. <laughs> Fist myself and take out a revolver. My, my only thought would be that she was like hoping to get a ride from someone. And thought that they wouldn't pull over for her if she what had if a she firearm? stepped wrong and fucking shot herself in half? Uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah, can we move on, please? I was gonna say I don't she like. She went to think barrel about that. first inside herself. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so moving forward, uh, another cool shot. Once it like does the pan out, is like the smoke pouring out of her mouth. I thought that was a really nice touch. Some some yeah, really gruesome. Super gross. <laughs> yeah. 
The whole van is just covered in viscera and there's a giant bloody hole in the back window. <laughs> it's quite gory. And yeah, it that is an important point for the rest of the movie is that the back <laughs> of the van is disgusting. Yes. That amount of gore really uh, sets the tone for the rest of the film. <laughs> it really does. Like It's like, okay, this movie's about to be hardcore as shit. Time to leave um, the theater, kids. Yeah. If all the people and items weren't gross enough, Everything also looks like it's gross to touch. Yes. <laughs> like, even the ground looks disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> like, why is their basement flooded? <laughs> oh, like, we'll, we'll get there. Just because it's a dungeon? Dude, we will get there. I, I have a theory that this whole movie, the, everything in the basement takes place in a leaking submarine. <laughs> <laughs> um. So they roll up to the gas station because they need to go and figure out what to do with this chick's body. Uh, and they they put newspaper on her, which I thought was a nice <laughs> nice little touch. And she flops around. I know. She's like bouncing all over the goddamn place. Um, it, when they go into the gas station, they like look inside the cases of like the meat. And it's literally just like crawling with flies and maggots. Yeah, it's like, why have I you mean. not cleared like, this out? Like... These are not normal human beings. Not at all. It's like a rotting pig's face. Yep. Gross. It's like, are you trying to be inconspicuous? <laughs> like, <laughs> what the fuck is this? Yeah. A lot of these points are answered in Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the beginning. But uh, like, that's my favorite one in this franchise. But we'll get there. Anyway, moving on. Yeah, people say that one sucks. And... Like even people that like a lot of people say this movie sucks just because people hate reboots. I think. Yeah. Like the video I watched to refresh myself on this was not favorable towards this movie at all, but they hit all the storyline points, so it just kind of sparked my memory. I actually like the beginning and this one. I think they're both. Yeah, I I, I liked them both just fine. Yeah. Um. So the sheriff tells them that they need to. They they finally get the call. Like, they're allowed to use the phone at the gas station. The sheriff tells them that they need to go over to the old Crawford Mill. They're like, can't the fucking cops come here because there's a dead body in the back? And she's like, whatever you do on your time is your business. <laughs> and it's like, uh, are you insinuating we're going to, like, rape this bot, like, necrophilia or something? Like, <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? You My know? brain like, didn't take it there at all. Something's what does that you, quote Chris? mean to you? <laughs> Whatever you do with that body is your business. What, are you just going to keep driving with it? I mean, That's take gnarly. a bite off like beef jerky. I don't know. That, that, I didn't think about raping dead bodies. Anyway. But, but it's the 70s. There's no cameras anywhere. Just throw her on the side of the road. Go to the nearest fucking car wash. Spray that bitch out and bust out the rest of the back window. Who gives a fuck? Like, nobody's going to know. Roll up to Skinner and sell that pinata. <laughs> <laughs> this is... A t- this is fuck. You think white privilege is a thing today? This is 1973. <laughs> oh I mean, that is kind of their plan, though. Like at one point, they have a vote. They're like, "Do we just chuck this fucking body, or <laughs> if the police aren't in a hurry, like I'd be like, okay, see you later. Like I'd be out of town before you even found the body." Yeah. Yeah, anyway, is that the next part of this movie? Is they have the the debate on what to do with the body, or does that come after they get to the mill? Yeah, I mean, I think all that stuff just kind of it just kind of flows. Yeah, this yeah. movie does kind of like take place in chunks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like because it's all like here you're in this spot for right now. 
then you're in this spot for right now. And there's not really much backtracking at all, mm-hmm. except for like the numerous times they're in the woods that just happened to be between everything. Mm. Well, like, uh, this is the part where Jessica Beale finds out that Kemper had smuggled so that high. weed. <laughs> and she gets pissed. And um, so they're kind of arguing about it because I think the pinata breaks open um, because the body falls on it. Is that. I, I can't even remember, but like somehow the pinata yeah, I think, breaks. Yeah, over. they hit a bump and she, the body falls over and knocks the pinata over. It's like a string of bad luck for. These <laughs> they're like, we're doing illegal shit, so they're not gonna. Be- it's kind of like, I know what you did last summer. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not gonna believe we didn't fucking like kill this chick or something because we have drugs. Well, in my notes, I have Texas is rusty as hell. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so then they get to the mill, and there's a creepy little gnome child lurking around. He's like, promise you won't hurt me. And then, <laughs> I, honestly, I have in my... <laughs> he is like Gollum. <laughs> I have in my notes, yeah, you're getting hurt, kid. <laughs> he that's me, she... you're getting hurt. Like, stay away from me. The The girl in the hills have eyes named Ruby. I feel like that was definitely, yes. like, very similar situation. All I thought was Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I was like, this little boy is like Schmeagel. So they're supposed to wait for the sheriff for a minute there at this just random rusty building and um, at the mill, I guess. And uh, so they decide they're going to take a walk over to the house, and which made no sense to me. But then they're walking through a possession graveyard where there's like shoes hanging off the trees and shit. And they find a jar with a fucking photo of the girl who blew her head off. And actually, I think that's a little bit later. But, like, why would you think that it's, like, any way normal to see that amount of belongings in the middle of nowhere? <laughs> with, like, trees lit- or, like, shoes hanging on trees. That's that's what got me. I was like, how do you not notice this? Yeah, none of... I mean, I guess... You could go with the excuse that, like, they didn't have movies like this back then <laughs> in the time this is supposed to be set in. Because, yeah, watching it, it was just like, you should be a lot more freaked out about every single thing you see in this movie. <laughs> like, why aren't you reacting, people? Like, one trip into that fucking convenience store and I didn't even have a dead body in my back seat, I'd be like, we're getting the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so um, they end up going to the house, and at one point, Aaron, like, I called him Wheelchair Bob, uh, he, like, falls down in the bathroom, like, once they're inside the house, which, by the way, the house looks awesome in this film. Like they, It's so creepy. They did a great job on making a horrifying home. They use this uh, house for, like, a bunch of movies, don't they? Like, I know all the Texas Chainsaw movies, but I feel like some other movies have used the same property. I'm trying to remember what they are. I feel like you're right. I definitely... I feel like Amityville, Amityville Horror, one of them might have had this building involved somehow. I don't know. I don't remember exactly, but I know other movies have taken place in the same place. Yes. Well, well. first and foremost, Wheelchair Bob falls down, and he's, like, copping a feel on, on Aaron. So hot. And, like, <laughs> we also get our first glimpse of Leatherface at this point. That, yeah. The, the bathtub looks like it's pumping raw sewage. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty gnarly. And he's acting like he's about to get in the bath, 
everything is gross in this movie. And is this when Leatherface like pops up behind main guy and bops him in the head with a hammer? I believe it is. Hell yeah. Also, bringing back the... (laughs) What's that smell reference? When they introduce the creepy sheriff, the first thing he does when he grabs the pistol is smell the tip of it. Yeah. And it turns out it's his pistol. I guess that part did happen already. Is he shows up and he goes, educated guess. Uh, Where did it go? Hold on. Uh, Educated guess. Your dead buddy is in the back there. And (laughs) I was like, what? Of course there's a huge hole. (laughs) What about all the gore? (laughs) It was an educated guess. But, like, it's clear that the the sheriff is a disturbed individual like that's all it really tells you right out the gate also when they're when she's still in the house there's like pigs running around and shit and like other forms of livestock like there's like chickens that are like bopping around in there because everything has to be dirty it's it's like it's like too unsettling it's like that man can't just be a a double amputee and be in a wheelchair give him a colostomy bag as well it's even more oh my god i forgot he had that (laughs) and make him bathe in his colostomy bag like remnants that get our our hot main character covered in some dude's fucking piss and shit that's that's fantastic (laughs) she's so hot she's still so I love every time we bring her up, Miles is just like, she's so hot. <laughs> she's so Miles hot. Miles like, still would. Still would. So at this point, this is when Kemper goes missing. Like you said, he gets bopped in the back of the head. Th- a call back to the OG Texas Chainsaw. And uh, we get a car horn distraction. Uh, it, it distracts everybody who's actually at the uh, the vehicle. Not not Kemper and Aaron. And they like hear this horn honking and then they go out there. And I think Aaron actually has joined him, joined them at this point. And so they like set up some kind of like ambush tactics there. Like these hillbillies are not fucking around. <laughs> and uh Oh, I have in my notes here, homie with the glasses is a douchebag. Fakes being attacked for absolutely no reason while their friend is missing. And then they find the weird jar with the photo of the vagina gun woman. Vagina gun woman. Oh, boy. <laughs> and uh, so, meanwhile, cut back. Hemper is getting hoisted via chains in the sub- submarine basement. Um, and you see his, this is kind of sad, you see his ring fall out of his pocket that he had bought for Aaron. And he was looking to propose to her, but now he is... She deserves better. (laughs) Dude, now he's hanging on the meat hooks. She's too good for him. (laughs) She is too good for him because she's so hot. Uh, Random note. You are no Timberlake, sir. (laughs) Oh, my God, yeah. Imagine if she had gotten together with the curly-haired man that fucking pretended to be eaten by the the fucking truck. Like, that would have been the ultimate love story for me. (laughs) <laughs> everything in this movie is more believable than that <laughs> how, how beautiful must her and Justin Timberlake's babies be Jesus I was just Christ. thinking that man like I need to see these kids they're probably fucking like little Adonis and Athena's a couple of years ago she, she had to go on social media and be like stop tagging me in posts asking me to name my child Batmo 
so its name would be Batmobile. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> but why not, though? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's, that is very funny. I've never heard that. <laughs> All right, so come back to the house. Um, there's, like, bed springs hanging from the ceiling that have, like, dirty pantyhose dripping God knows what. Ugh. Um this is where we see the live chickens. We see jars of random body parts. And then uh, the, the blonde guy, generic blonde guy, Andy, he he came with Aaron this time because they're like, we got to go find him. And I think that right before then was when they took the vote on whether or not they were just going to like, they were trying to leave Kemper, which like, you know, as the audience, that was the right move on honestly. But they're just like, Oh, he's been gone for like a half hour. Peace, bitch. We're taking your van. <laughs> Worst friends yeah. ever. Seriously. And then, uh, you know, um, generic American blonde guy um, comes through with them or for them and uh, swings the vote. So I have in my notes here, wheelchair Bob is the master of shit talking. <laughs> he really is. He's such a cool character that like just from a character study perspective, like just the guy who's like, I can sick leather face on you. It's pretty fucking dope to be that guy, like, rolling around going, oh, yeah, I'm a cop of feel and Jessica Beals at. She's so hot. <laughs> and uh, just being that guy. Oh, man. Like, oh, he's such a cool character. I don't know. I feel like they will they develop him more in the beginning, but it's been many years since I've seen it. It's looking like we're going to need to do a The Beginning episode and an OG Texas Chainsaw Massacre episode. Why not both in one? There was, uh, yeah, there's a, like a lot of things, I think, that are from the beginning that I thought were in this movie. Same here. Like, doesn't one of them burn their, like, draft card? Is that the other one? That's the, yeah, other, that's one. the other one. That didn't, ha- that didn't happen in this one? Yeah. I was like, yeah, I, I feel like I remember. It's because they're kind of the same movie, just over again. <laughs> They have the same. Everyone has the same rules. <laughs> like things kind of play out the same exact way. <laughs> so at this point, um, when I when I noted that wheelchair Bob is the master of shit talking, they were like trying to pull some kind of like. She distracts him with her amazing looks, and then she's so Andy, like <laughs> lurks around. But then he like busts a jar of eyeballs that are on top of the fridge. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's. It's like, uh, yeah, we probably should leave here, guys. <laughs> um, and then at this point, uh, he's like, what are you going to do, boy? And he starts banging his cane on the floor and Leatherface is down in the basement that's just absolutely soaked. Like the word dank was created to describe this basement. Um, it just looks like he's been pissing on the floor. <laughs> A lot. <laughs> Um, so this... how often does that happen though that the old man's already been like if I bang it on the f- ground he'll come up and be like I got killing to do <laughs> like, he was yelling often... too was Jehovah's Witnesses showing up every day <laughs> <laughs> yeah I feel like he just that's that he just normally comes up for like dinner and stuff with that chainsaw <laughs> like going um, but so at this point um like the first introduction of Leatherface with the chainsaw is wild. Like he like comes out of the kill room and they're both just like, what the fuck? And thankfully Andy has a tire iron, which saves his ass. Uh, but like 
he like kind of stumbles and drops it and then wheelchair Bob rolls deep on that thing and like pins it down. And like that guy was a menace straight up. Like, like Miles said, good, good villain, like good support villain. Should have just grabbed wheelchair Bob and use him as a human shield. And just push him. Yeah. I was just picturing the way you said <laughs> that he rolled in the deep over it. I'm just like, he rolled over it and he looked at him. And he went, you could have had it. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would have been, I, I would have liked a little Adele during that part. <laughs> just to, to intervene here. I don't really watch football, but I did see the opening to the uh, Pats versus Buccaneers game the other day, and they used "Hello" by Adele and made this like montage of like, like Tom Brady's back home, but him and him and Bill Belichick's relationship is tarnished forever. And it was like all these like cut back and forth. So I was like, "What the fuck?" It's like wrestling, bro. You got to get invested. It was in the like lines. wrestling. That is hilarious. Wow. Um. So, like, when they do introduce Leatherface, though, uh, they, you know, thankfully he gets that tire iron loose, Andy, and he, like, parries that that chainsaw, which I thought was a dope scene. Pretty cool. And then they, so they, like, run outside and they, like, throw the door shut and Leatherface literally just, like, runs full speed and just chainsaws that shit in half. (laughs) It's like, oh, my God. Like, they just show him as this, like, unstoppable menace in this movie. Chainsaw like, doesn't beat tire iron in real life, though. Like, there's no damn way. <laughs> no. Dude, at one point, he, like, almost saws his own leg off, and he's still sprinting <laughs> around after people. I'm like, how is your- I feel so bad for him in that moment, because he's just screaming. He's <laughs> <laughs> just like, <"Arr!" laughs> It's like, homie cut his patel off his fucking knee, and he's just still sprinting after people. Um oh. Yeah, we'll get to worse happens to him after that. We'll get to him. <laughs> this motherfucker's determined. He's a juggernaut. <laughs> so another really cool scene coming up um, when he's chasing Andy through the, the laundry sheets. Like, so cool how that was just like the cinematography of that. And just as a horror scene, I thought that was fantastic. What'd you guys think? Really well yeah. executed. Really well executed. Takes homeboy's leg off. Ugh. Dude. He like, how did he get ahead of him? He zigged when he should have zigged, <laughs> bro. Like literally, like it, it, he's like behind him, and then like out of nowhere, he's just to his left, like ahead of him, and cuts his leg off. I was like, oh my god, what even just happened? So good. It was like disorienting to be in the laundry, and like you really felt it. And of course, then there's blood all over the white sheets. Like they had to be white sheets. I mean, yeah, I was just thinking during that scene, I was like, well, I definitely would have died right there. Yeah, that would have been the cleanest thing in the whole movie, only so that they could get dirty. (laughs) (laughs) Josh, are you a germaphobe? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes, I am. That makes sense. Okay. Um, All right. So he cuts his leg off and then, you know, he picks him up like a sack of potatoes. He's carrying him down the stairs. And this is when we get Josh's favorite scene. Close up, fingernails getting torn off the walls as he drags them down. Imagine this, people. You're clinging to a wall by while being carried by a giant wearing somebody else's face. I don't like this. <laughs> and you're you're clinging onto the wall so hard to get loose while also missing a leg. 
that your fingernails rip out of your fingers that you're digging them into the wall so hard. Oh my god, they like fold backwards. It's so Ooh. gross. Josh, Josh, Ugh. Josh, Josh, listen. I listen to a lot of guided meditations and what you're doing couldn't be more opposite of what <laughs> I'm doing my job, Miles. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Guardian gu- guided elevation. Yeah, ugh, so gross. Yeah, I um I like that they were like punctuating this scene too with like sepia tone Texas sunsets. Just like periodically. Yeah. It's like look how peaceful Texas is. Like, oh my fucking fingernails. <laughs> now people, if you thought this man had been through enough while getting his leg taken off at the knee with a chainsaw, having his fingernails ripped out on a wall, he is then thrown up onto a meat hook through the back. And then Ooh. has salt packed into his freshly cut open stump. Dude, <sighs> yeah. And then there he wraps it with that meat wrapping paper, too. I'm yeah. like, Jesus Christ, bro. And then this homeboy tries to pick him up himself up off of a meat hook in his back. Oh, my <sighs> Christ. <laughs> when I think of this movie, I think about him taking just this big handful of salt and jamming it in a, like a maimed human's wound. Oh. Yeah. So gross. God, yeah the the meat hook scene like now wa- like watching it now is different than the first time I saw it for sure because the first time I was fucking traumatized. But like uh, nowadays, I always think of this game that I played for a while called Dead by Daylight, and like it's just the meat hooks are so iconic, and it's totally because of this film. Well, <laughs> because of Texas Chainsaw in general, but um. All right, so they're in the wettest basement ever. Uh, at this point, we cut back to the sheriff arresting our surviving te- teens, teens, yeah, college, young teens? adults, young adults, yeah. Um, and so uh, Leatherface, like you said, hangs Andy up like a meat or on the meat hook, like a rack of lamb. So <laughs> I have my notes here. Leatherface only chainsaws because he ain't got no nose. <laughs> That's a good point. Okay, so I pose this question He's to you guys. He's compensating for something. <laughs> and that happens His to be a nose. nose. Yeah. <laughs> if I had a nose, I wouldn't chainsaw nobody. <laughs> Mama done loved me better if I had a nose. <laughs> if I only had a nose. I posed this question to you guys earlier. Who looks cooler without their mask on? Leatherface or Jason. Jason does not remain the same, I understand. Like, he progresses. But I thought Leatherface's face was pretty cool. What do you guys think? Uh, I like it. There's definitely Jason faces that I like better, but there are some derpy-ass Jason faces. So, it's better than some, but not, not as good as some as well. The one Jason face that I remember is, like, the alien one. He looks like a straight-up alien. I don't even remember which film it's from. It's part 7 when his mask explodes off his face? Yes, that is yeah. actually what it is. That's the, that's the best one. <laughs> yeah. Um, Leatherface in this film has got the advantage of having amazing like practical effects and like cinematography to just make him really creepy, and it kind of keeps him in the in the dark a little bit. So because of that and because the movie is more recent, I'd probably go with that because Jason... Jason's uh, on some other shit in some of these movies. <laughs> like, I'm looking at the picture of Jason takes Manhattan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, that one's bad. I don't know. I think I might like this leather face better than I like any of Jason's faces, but you know. Wow. Yeah. I kind of I think I might agree with you, Miles, honestly. He's just like very like he seems like a very realistic monster. <laughs> Pervy sheriff ends up telling everyone that they need to do a crime scene reactment in the back of the van. Uh, <laughs> he forces Morgan to put the pistol in his mouth. Um, Morgan. That's tense. Yeah. Morgan at one point finally snaps and is like, fuck this because he like keeps like pushing him to do more and more like perverted fucked up shit. Um, he tries to pull, he pulls the trigger guns actually empty. Um, he was going to kill the sheriff. At this point, he takes Morgan and he's going to go like arrest him or something like he's in the car. Uh, he smashes his mouth with that bottle. That Ooh. looked very He beats very the painful. shit out of him. He beats the Ugh. shit out of him. And it's like fucked up because I feel like Morgan could have taken him if he wasn't wearing a police uniform. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. Well, yeah. If he wasn't yeah, not expecting him to smash him in the face with a fucking bottle of whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> it's not something you expect from a police officer. <laughs> this is true. So generic. Meanwhile, generic redhead. Um who's making out with Andy earlier. Her name's Pepper, but I literally never heard her name like one time throughout the whole movie. They say it um, twice. <laughs> yeah, she's super important to the plot. She gets <laughs> fucking wrecked by Leatherface. Like they don't even show her dying because they're like, yeah, just assume that her death was brutal. Um he like he like shows back up to the car while they're chilling there. And then when he turns and Aaron sees his face, he's wearing Kemper's face. Which is yes. such a gnarly reveal. It's so weird looking. It's so oh. weird looking. And then Jessica Beale runs. <sighs> yes, through the woods yeah. at night. Oh, it's so great. And she's just wearing the most perfect outfit for <laughs> Oh my god. She's got like she's her tank so top like knotted in the back so you can see her midriff. I'm like, Jessica Beale, you know what you're doing. She's so hot. Kemper should have put a rag on it. Dude, <laughs> I wish she could have. R.I.P. to our boy Kemper. Anyways, she runs all the way to a cancer patient trailer featuring Jabba the Hutt. Uh, (laughs) It's so true. (laughs) And an emaciated woman because this other thing must be eaten. (laughs) Dude. So fucked up in there. Jesus Christ, you guys! I'm like, I would honestly take, I'll take Leatherface hunting me than spending more than five minutes with these two fucking people. <laughs> Imagine how Jessica Biel must have felt. I'm running from a chainsaw wielding killer who's wearing my boyfriend's face, and the one house I happen to run into has this crazy it's ass shit going on. Somehow worse than what I just saw. <laughs> A horribly enormous slug lady and a creepy ass, like, 100-pound lady and a baby that isn't theirs. Yeah, she she starts drinking drugged tea and she's feeling a little woozy, but, like... She they somehow forced that shit down her throat while she's like crying uncontrollably. It's so sad. But she also like in that state figures out that baby's not yours because you only weigh a hundred pounds. Also, I thought that that lady had just had that baby, but that baby's a good fucking seven eight months old. <laughs> 
That's a pretty big baby. It's like standing up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> All right. So enough about the baby. Back to the action. Get an exposition dump about how we should feel bad for Leatherface after he's murdered everybody that she came here with uh, brutally. And then um, we get to see a very nifty finger collection after Jessica Beale is drugged and wakes up inside the house again, the the big house. I did like, I thought the symbolism of Andy strung up on the meat hook, it definitely reminded me of Jesus on the cross. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think it was definitely meant to, yeah. And like, his, oh toes are t- his toes touching the piano just enough to play it, but not enough Dude. to actually get any grip on it. Oh, man, that was crazy. That's such a gnarly, like, little tiny detail that makes the whole scene, like, so much more intense. Like, when, when I think of this movie, I think of that particular scene where he's on the hook and he's, like, playing it with his toes lightly. And he has no rhythm at all. Like, he's not playing yeah. anything cool. He couldn't even do chopsticks if he wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah, he sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Miles, the hardest judge in the world. Which is why Aaron has to mercy kill him with a blade at one point. Because she tries to get him off a couple times. It's not It's not happening. Homies. And he's just like, you're not strong enough. You're a girl. <laughs> Stop trying to pick me up. He's like, literally kill me, please. And she, yeah. she do. By stabbing him in the stomach, which I just feel like would give him more pain until his eventual death. I know. I was like, like hit yeah. him in the heart, Stab him in the bro. heart. <laughs> Well, he miraculously died with an intestinal stab for some reason. Listeners, if you have to mercy kill someone, make sure you stab them in the freaking heart and not in their gut. That's a t-shirt. Slash a main artery so they bleed out fast. That's a t-shirt. That's a t-shirt. Make sure you stab them in the heart. Uh, so while she's down there she she walks past a bathtub and Morgan like erupts out of it I'm like what the fuck and then we get then we get Gollum child Jebediah who uh, she like she like pulls Morgan out of the bathtub and Jebediah's like come on quickly we gotta go in these tunnels Leatherface is sprinting after them full speed chainsaw Revan dude okay so this next kill is freaking ridiculous. Miles, R.I.P. We love you, buddy. Dude. It <laughs> so was they rough run to into, watch. What was it? Like a derelict house or something they run into? A place. Yeah, it's like a dining room in the middle of nowhere. It's, it, all it has in it is a locker and a chandelier and a secret <laughs> passage. And that's the whole house. So they run into this one bedroom, one locker, one chandelier home. And... <laughs> And they end up, uh, Morgan, like, he's about to, like, open up the locker that Jessica Biel's in. And Morgan, like, comes in and, like, kind of, like, attacks him, I believe, is how it plays out. But really, the important thing is that Leatherface knocks him the fuck out, basically. And then picks him up and hangs him on the chandelier. And then absolutely wrecks Morgan with the chainsaw. Up through the junk. Yeah, I thought Dude. that he cut him up like vertically the whole way through, but he doesn't. He just like castrates him with a chainsaw. Just... Oh. Yeah, like fillets oh. him open a little bit. <laughs> Dude, so gross. The the like brutality and just raw power that Leatherface has when he just picks him up like a child and hangs him on a fucking chandelier. I was like, dude, this guy is a like Josh, your description earlier was perfect. 
There's a giant wearing someone else, wearing your boyfriend's face, chasing you with a chainsaw. <laughs> Jesus. It's so scary. It's really scary. <laughs> then we get Jessica Biel runs out. Uh, Leatherface saws oh, his yeah, yeah. leg by accident. We get some more running from Aaron. And, um, he trips over a barbed wire fence and cuts his, cuts into himself. <laughs> Dude, thank God he did because I feel like that hinders him the rest of the movie and otherwise he would have definitely murdered Aaron. I chunked into my leg once with a chainsaw. It was scary as fuck. Did you really? Yeah. Bro. Luckily, I didn't get myself that bad because like, my jeans got most of it, but it did slice my leg open. And I was like, that could have just been a lot fucking worse. My mom got herself real bad once in front of me and it was horrible. So Texas Chainsaw is particularly visceral for me because that shit's <laughs> very, very dangerous. How often y'all using chainsaws? I have never used one. I was a groundskeeper at a golf course, so I had to like cut down trees and shit. Okay, makes sense. But all the equipment was super old, so like when I let go of it, like the kill switch is supposed to engage and stop the blade from spinning at all. That's a bad name. And this one, <laughs> and this one like it did it. And then, like, as I, like, dropped the chainsaw down, it, like, spun back on for, like, a few more rotations and grabbed my fucking pants and Ooh. chunked into my leg. Shoosh. <laughs> yeah, it was scary as fuck. Leatherface would have eaten that. Yep, I would have been done for. My mom's was my fault because I was like, Mom, I got stung <laughs> by the chainsaw. Yeah, I was like, hey, Mom, you're having an accident. <laughs> no, I was a little kid and I was like, I just got stung by a bee and I ran up on her when she was using a chainsaw and I spooked her and she got herself in the leg and she had to drive herself to the hospital. It wasn't a good combination, but I was really concerned with my bee sting. Well, better than, better herself than you, dude. Imagine how she would have felt if she turned around and took her son's head off with a chainsaw. Yeah, it probably wouldn't have been good. <laughs> Dude. Oh, my God. Okay. Holy shit. Uh, be careful with chainsaws, people. Yeah. Uh, um, now back to Jessica Biel at the meat plant. <laughs> so hot. <laughs> so, car drives by right before she hits the meat plant. We got the... Uh, it kind of breaks the mold of the original film in a little bit, which I was actually wrong on because later on we get we get the trucker, but... Runs into the meatpacking plant. Leatherface gets plus two speed, plus two power, and his home court advantage. <laughs> um, and like this, this movie's so vi- or like this part's so visceral because there's like gigantic meat slabs. And isn't this plant abandoned? Apparently not. It's still cold, and they got a hundred and fifty fucking pigs hanging up in there. <laughs> so she's hiding amongst the meat, and. Uh, Leatherface decides that he wants Jessica Beale to participate in a wet t-shirt contest, so he activates the, the fire sprinkler system. My dream uh, come true. Yeah. Oh, they're like, so you know what would be hotter than Jessica Beale right now? Her wet. Let's do it. Let's find a way Thank to Thank you, you Michael Bay, Michael. you filthy pervert. Yes, yes, yes. Michael we take Bay. our hats off to you, sir. She's so hot. Master Bay. Um... <laughs> <laughs> that sounded too close to something else. <laughs> that just sounds like a British guy talking about checking out. I got Master Bay, all right? So um, she hides in some lockers, ends up stabbing Leatherface with a meat cleaver, and then she gets him pretty well, she good. She don't stab him. She cuts his fucking arm off. Yeah, she very successfully cuts his arm off. <laughs> I did not notice that on my rewatch, actually. Okay. He didn't see the chainsaw fall to the ground with his arm still attached. 
I must have looked away literally for that scene. No, I thought she just stabbed him. All right, so no. she did some pretty good damage to him. She critical hitted hit critical hit. Yeah. She rolled a twenty. <laughs> yeah. Very effective. She got a nat twenty on that on that <laughs> attack. At this point, she flags down a trucker, very similar to the original, and um, so he takes her back to town, and then she starts having a very similar reaction to Vagina Gun Woman from the beginning. She's freaking out. And, and then guess what, y'all? It turns out Jessica Biel was packing heat in her JJ the entire time. <laughs> oh, my God. Pulls out an AK-47. <laughs> 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 Say hello to my little friend. <laughs> oh my god, we're so dumb. I love it. Yeah, so I mean like she so she tries to run the truck off the road and the truck driver's like, I'm not dealing with this shit. And he like parks it and he's like, I'm going in. He goes inside and he tells the sheriff. Sheriff comes out. You they kinda of little bait and switch. She's like hot wiring the car, it looks like. But actually, she wasn't hot wiring the truck. She was hot wiring the police car and runs this motherfucker down and then proceeds to run him over like <laughs> five more times. And she kidnapped the baby at one point. I didn't even see that happen. It was but She screen. got the baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She got the baby and then she fucking. What is that actor's name? The guy from Full Metal Jacket who played the sheriff? Arlie Army. He was fantastic in this movie. Fantastic. Yes. And then yeah. she fucking. He's such oh, a good she's actor. so. Yes, he's R.I.P. Sir. Yeah, that was not that long ago, a year or two ago. Anyway, yeah, so she fucking runs him over a bunch. That's why I was confused when the the beginning came out, like the trailer for it came out, and I was like, I guess it must be a prequel because I saw that dude get real fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he lived. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so she runs him over multiple times. I was a little bummed that we didn't get to see Leatherface again for the rest of the film. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. What are you talking What are What are you doing when you watch a movie? <laughs> <laughs> You're constantly missing these. Super- he one-armed swings a chainsaw at a car as she drives by. How did you miss that? It's another oh. opportunity to see that he was missing an arm. <laughs> That's like the last, like, what, two seconds of the movie? Movie. pretty much i think i was i think i was checked out after she ran him over like 15 times like oh okay i'm pretty sure this is done <laughs> mm-hmm. so yeah make sure you finish the movie everybody <laughs> <laughs> yes people here's a psa for you when you're watching a movie finish it. actually watch that shit <laughs> and the very last scene is the same as the opening scene of the movie of the two cops going into the crime scene and then leatherface popping up and killing them and that's how the movie Which ends. Is, it is super creepy. Yeah. All right. One to five vagina gun womans. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll give what? it a four. Wait. Like I feel like it's a little too off putting to like love, you know what I mean? Because I don't I don't love watching this film. <laughs> like it's, it doesn't it make me feel bad. <laughs> it's gotta be one to five vagina AK forty sevens. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Four vagina AK forty sevens. It only if Arlie Army sniffs the barrel after. Um, I give it five. I know you said it's even though it's not fun to watch, it's fucking awesome movie. I have no complaints about any of it other than the fact that it's gruesome and uh that's what it's supposed to be i have no complaints jessica Biel's so hot 
I'm with Miles on this. I'm giving it five AK vagina AKs. And uh, <laughs> part of that is because like the only thing that I want from this movie is I wish they had like one or two more people in the van with them so that we could see more people die. Like this, I, every single kill was awesome. The only one that was like a little lackluster was homegirl who just gets slashed in the back. Ruby. Um, but everything else is super gnarly in this movie. And I felt like it just had like this such a visceral realism. All the gore is really dealt well done. The cinematography in this movie is awesome. Um, overall, I just thought it was great. You know, and it doesn't like lean too heavy on having some like really drawn out plot. I mean, the most plot we really get is the expedition dump from Jabba the Hutt. So. <laughs> you know what? You've convinced me, boys. I'm changing mine to a five out of five. Hey! And this is getting... The Kakoa Shaw seal of approval. Yeah, every time you say Kakoa Shaw, there should be an eagle that just. I'm gonna have to find like a stamp sound effect for every time we say that. Big like thud. Oh, I love this. I, I I'm so happy that we all enjoyed rewatching this because I I think it had been maybe like probably four or five years since I had seen this movie. So it's definitely a good rewatch for Halloween. So, uh, like I said, I got the box set. There's a documentary about Ed Gein on it, but there's also, you remember how in the early two thousands rock bands would do music videos for movies and say the songs about it, even though it was just a song that they had written. Mm-hmm. Yep. The band Motigrator did the song for, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I think it's called suffocate. Do you know who the band Motigrator is? No, they're, I've never heard of them. They're a rock band that created an instrument called the Motigrator, and uh, they would go on to become Five Finger Death Punch. Really? Oh, no shit. Yeah. At least the singer does. I don't know how many other members of the band go on, but the Motigrator, to me, looks like a computer tower with bass guitar strings on it but i don't know exactly what makes it special but they're the motivators <laughs> i need to see a picture of this yeah. before we end this check episode. our social media people we'll we'll throw it up there pictures of motivator didn't think you'd go back to 2003 did you <laughs> welcome back michael bay <laughs> this song is not bad either it was back when they were like good musicians so Dude, Take that, Five Finger Death Punch. <laughs> Dude, five Finger Death Punch is the Nickelback of this new generation. Oh, God. I like Nickelback. Well, that's fine. <laughs> you can go ahead and like them. We already I'm, know you're wrong. That's fine. I was going to say, I'm definitely hey, Miles, the odd man out. Look at this photograph. <laughs> <laughs> they showed me a picture of Morgan from the movie. <laughs> oh, my God. Perfect. Perfect timing there on that. All right, so that was fun. We will be returning next week with our review of Halloween Kills. I'd say the most anticipated horror movie of the year. We all are huge fans of the Halloween franchise, so we're excited to talk about that. Uh, Chris, where can they find you online? My other podcast, it is the Geek Peak Podcast. It's available on all of your favorite podcasting platforms. That's Geek Peak Like a Mountain. At the Geek Peak, we strive to bring you the best of the pop culture multiverse. We're going to show you some new songs. We're going to show you some new TV shows, movies, video games. You name it, we're covering it. We always try to save you time. Check us out. We're a content recommendation podcast. We also like to have some beers or some adult cocktails and have a good time. 
So be sure to check out our show. Check us out on Twitter and Instagram at GeekPeakPod. And additionally, check out our website, GeekPeakPod.com. That's where we have all of our episodes hosted. We got pictures of our drinks. We've got links to all of our merch and our Patreon account. So be sure to check that out. And uh, thank you for the support. And you can find my other show, the Four Nerds by Nerds podcast, on Twitter, FMBM Podcast. We are on Instagram and Facebook and TikTok, FMBN, the number four and the letter U. And you can find our podcast available everywhere. Miles, what about you? If you want to hear more from me and my friends, you can check out the Disc Dump Podcast. That's Disc With Us C. It's a show where we watch movies, play games, or listen to music in an effort to decide, are we going to keep the disc or are we going to dump it? I have another show called Toast of the Realms, where I play Dungeons and Dragons with some of my friends. Please check those shows out, the Disc Dump and Toast of the Realms. All right, and we will see you next week with Halloween Kills. Remember, sometimes life is hard, so why not get high on horror? And also... Jessica Biel's so hot. <laughs>